All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Positive Friday. How are you? Welcome back. Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live and Orders Nation YouTube uh, in the E-Well studio. E-W-E-L. It's very simple. It's very easy. And of course, uh, E-Well that's your one-stop shop for uh, all things electrical. All the premium electrical products, uh, they have it all. They'll even help you elevate your project, project. So uh, if you want help, go to ewel.ca. It's uh, halfway through the Pause of Friday show. It's been, you know what? All things considered, it hasn't been bad. People are a little fired up, as you should be. The, uh, the orders last night, uh, that was a stink rama I would say like there, there's been games they've lost where you're like, okay, they played well here and geez, they just had two bad mistakes costing the game. Last night, not the case. Last night was a good old fashioned ass kicking by the New York Rangers. They were the better team. They created way more chances. The orders didn't have much pushback. That game, well, the Philly game still, you know, I don't know. Remember the Philly game? You'd have to debate which one was worse. But uh, that's two of their last four games have not been good. The third period against Minnesota was terrible. The Winnipeg game was good. The Oilers probably should have won that game. They were the better team. But one bad error and it cost them. They went into three on three without their captain. And, hey, we saw what happened. So they uh, had the day off today. They will practice outdoors tomorrow, which who knows? Like maybe that gives them a little spark, a little rethinking of their youth. On the ODR, and then they got to come out with a much better effort. Uh, the only good news is the uh, the team on the other side is licking their wombs equally as bad as the orders right now. The orders and the flames both stink. 
they're both off to terrible starts. Uh, both fan bases were booing their teams respectively last night. So, uh, we'll see. I'll say this though. I think it's going to be a raucous atmosphere. People get there. It's, it's such a unique venue. You don't get to see an outdoor game in the NHL very often. Let's be honest. So it'll still be a lot of fun as we, uh, Welcome in uh, our weekly uh, Friday co-host from uh, Owners Nation, Wanye Gretz, uh, joins us. Wanye, how, how are you doing? Well, I've been in a medically induced coma for 24 hours and just woke up about 15 minutes ago. So I choose not to listen to what you're talking about. I'm trying to move forward with my life. Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice. So you just blacked it out. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I went to the doctor. I said, I don't have a good feeling about tonight's game. What can you do for me? He said, sir, we'll knock you out tomorrow morning. Right before Gregor's show, you'll wake up. You don't even need to know what's about to happen. I certainly didn't watch the others get shut out on Charlie Huddy night. That never happened. No. Doug Waite night. No. But not in front of them. No. And lots of other alumni. They must have been shaking their heads. Well, you know what's interesting? Because um, because I'm on the uh, the community, I got an, invited to a few of the, uh, the other events, which is quite nice. And so they had a pregame event. And you're in there, and you just kind of sit back and listen. Obviously, I'm not an alumni, so I just kind of sit back on the outside. And, um, you know, any one of them, when they, when they were speaking in there, they're all talking about how great it would be. For, like, they still want the orders to win bad, right? They're they're now fans, like everybody else. It's an organization they played for, and they want them to win. And uh, I'm sure that last night's game would have been frustrating for a player because the players, not not necessarily more, but they can see it equally when a team's not coming close yeah. to working their to their hardest. They're they're playing up to their capabilities. And last night, I don't think Edmonton came close playing to their capabilities like a lot of the new york ranger players could have skated through that entire game with an egg in their pants and it wouldn't have broke i thought the doug Waite speech was great last night i think it was a window on a time for the oilers that we don't talk about as much as we do the 80s oilers yeah and having him there and talking about what it meant to him to be an oiler it was really kind of bittersweet I felt because it was an era that was never really allowed to like fully mature, right? Him and Bill Guerin, kind of like an old school Connor and Leon, just lesser than a little bit, right? And they were never able to have their careers go the distance together because of money. So bringing back Doug Waite and having him make that speech and having Bill Guerin refer to him and you know being the GM of the Wild and whatnot, they've gone and to do such great things. It was great to see them back. Yeah. Well, you know what? Mention that point because you're right. I think for a lot of fans of that era. There, there was something to be said about cheering for a team knowing it was the clear underdog, mm-hmm. right? They were at a financial disadvantage compared to New York and some of the other teams. Well, I say New York, but they were never the team. Detroit, Dallas, right? Like those teams spent a lot. Now, just because you spent a lot, ask the Rangers in that era. It didn't mean you won, right? But when you get into the playoffs in Colorado and Dallas and Dallas and Colorado, and they've always got 40 or $30 million more in payroll you're going to have a deeper team. It's just a fact. That's not the case now. Like today's owner fans are like, hey, our owner will spend just as much as any other owner. Right? Now you can debate about how if they're spending it all wisely, that's a whole other conversation. But at least we're in the game. Yes, exactly. So there is something to be said. It is it was different for sure. Now in the eighties, there wasn't a gross difference in spending. Mm-hmm. Right? It wasn't as you know, that would be a fascinating book is to look to say, okay, when did this switch change when all of a sudden Detroit and Colorado and New York and, you know, Toronto makes sense. Uh, you know, when did they suddenly decide, well, now we're just going to spend like crazy, right? It's amazing to think about how, like, Oilers, I remember David Oliver, and he left to the Rangers, and I believe it was over $100,000 over two years. Like, if a guy even scored 18, 19, 20 goals, we couldn't afford him even. It was a crazy time to be an Oilers fan. And when Doug Way put up that 104-point season, 
that to me is almost more remarkable than the Oilers doing it now, Connor and Leon, because they're such ins- and the nudes are such insane talents. But Doug Wade putting up 104 points back then, not only was the league scoring less, and you didn't expect to see 100 point players. I never thought I'd see another Oiler make 100 points, and there he was. I'll yeah. never forget when he got his hundredth and he did the big sell. It was such a great moment. Well, and it really, it was. There's Wayne Gretzky and Mass A&M Hall of Famers. Then there's Doug Waite. And then you had to wait until there was McDavid and Dreisaitl, who are likely Hall of Famers. Yep. Right? Like, it is. It's very symbolic of the time. Like, Doug Waite had an exceptional career. I don't think he's ever going to be in the NHL Hall of Fame. He's in the Orders Hall of Fame, and rightfully so. Very deserving of it. But it is. It's a good point. It's, it kind of it stands out at that time, for sure. And Oilers fans, I think, too, had a good reminder that not only was Doug Waite a talent, but he was also a beauty. Like, the guy's a twinkle in his eye. And last night when he was talking and he made the, the joke about his dad not being able to make it because <laughs> when Connor was out of the lineup, he pulled shoot. Yeah. Amazing, like that kind of charisma, right? Is is very rare in the NHL. And I think Doug Waite, he was, you know, wasn't in the social media era, so we didn't hear as much from him. Yeah. But the guy is an absolute beauty. Well, the the luncheon, uh, Bill Guerin, Paul Coffey, like they get up there, and it's and as good teammates and good friends, and, and most people listening to this show, I think if you ask them, usually when you hang out with your buddies, if you're not throwing barbs at your buddies within the first two minutes, like something's wrong, right? Yeah. Like you might go on your annual golf trip, you haven't seen a few of the guys in two or three months, or whatever, because life gets in the way, and within two minutes, somebody's ripping on someone right away, right? And of course, you're laughing, and that's how it was. Like Bill Guerin was all over Doug Waite. Right. He's just like, oh, man, I, you know, I remember, you know, Doug Waite and, you know, me setting him up for tapping goals. And then I remember Doug Waite being such a strong four checker, you know, like just juicing him right away. And, uh, you know, same thing with coffee. So Doug Waite, of course, the minute he got his opportunity, he gives it right back. Right. Like his line to Kelly Buckberg. I don't know if you heard it. He goes, yeah, you know, like I remember Kelly was talking about how did because someone asked him about. Because he bled order. Like, he still felt like he was an Edmonton order. Like Who that, did? Doug Waite. Like really? He, so in Ooh. 2006, when he's playing for Carolina, he goes, like, it was hard for him emotionally because, like, Edmonton was the place that, that he loved for a long time. And, and then he got injured. So when they came back for game six, he knew he wasn't playing. He just was like, God, I got to get it. So Kelly Buckberger took him to his lake. And Doug Waite goes, like, what was it, like, Pigeon Lake? And, Buck, and Buckberger sitting in the crowd, and he nods. He goes, yeah. And then Doug Waite just pauses. Fitting, oh. basically calling him a pigeon. Like it was like just like funny in the yeah. spur of the moment. He's a very witty guy. It's like eight seasons he said he played, right? Now, almost nine. Yeah. yeah. Amazing because it seemed to go by in a flash. Like I remember when he came from New York and he was very unheralded, right? Like there was no expectation. Right, well, he, he, was wasn't, be, he was a young player that everybody thought was going to, but he hadn't gotten the opportunity in yeah. a deep New York team. But there was no expectation he was going to be a hundred point man. No. Like, he definitely blossomed when he got here, right? Yeah. And like last night in his speech when he thanked Glenn Saylor for trading for him, he meant it. Yes. And it was a wonderful moment. I thought it was just a great ceremony. And then the 2023 Oilers, who are laden with firepower, decided to take the night off. Yeah. Fantastic news. It was a, it was a frustrating, cause last night, they were never really in that game. There wasn't at any point, like I know in the third period, you know, they, they came a little bit, but not any glorious chances. Like quick, you know what? Um, like early on, there was two chances in the first period. Matthias Janmark, the one-time pass, if, if he's if he's a scorer, he probably scores there. You know, because you look at look at New York's first goal, one-timer cross goes inside the post goal. Janmark, when he gets his one-timer, misses the net. Now he's not Zabanajet, number one different. And then Fogel has his chance and he hits it off the goalpost. If that scores, maybe it gives him some life. But other than that, they were never really close in the game. It really was a disappointment. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll see. Um, it it's. It's funny yet disappointing, I would think, as an Oilers fan, that 
through seven games, the Oilers have more post-game F-bombs. I don't think they had one last year. Like, other than Drysaddle when he calls the fans, you know what? And, uh, and it's kind of like in a positive way. So there's already been Woodcroft and now Darnell Nurse. Two F-bombs in post-game press conferences, which is more than third-period goals that the Oilers have scored on the ice. Makes sense that the like best power play in the modern era and such a strong third period team this year is just laying eggs. I do not get it. I do not get it. Well, it was twenty eight percent until last night, right? And obviously, no, but just no third period goals. Yeah, no third period blows my mind. Like, how are you not able to score any goals in the third period? Yeah, it is. uh, Well, it just shows you to me that right now there's there's a lot of things going wrong with this team. What do you think's happening, Gregor? What what's the deal? Well, confidence is a powerful beast. But right now, to me, I think the Oilers have too many players who have yet to be willing to step outside their comfort zone. And, like, look at their bottom six players. They're goose eggs across the board, right? Goose eggs across the board. So tell me, what are you doing to impact the game? Because it's not scoring, and they're not supposed to score all the time, right? That's a fact. But no one's scoring. So what are they doing? Are they hitting? Are they fighting? Are they blocking key shots? Are they at least having shifts that extended offensive zone time that create momentum for your other lines? No. They're not doing anything, right? Like, they're out there. They're not getting scored on a ton, right? But they're not scoring at all, so they're still all good. They've all been outscored five on five. Not by massive amounts, three goals here in seven games, whatever. If, if you chip in something, it would be better. But they've chipped in nothing. And r- last night was a perfect example of you barely noticed them. And that, to me, is a big issue right now. And I said at the start of the season, the one concern I had was Edmonton, was they had too many similar style players. Right Now, I get that it's a playoffs, and you can't play a playoff style all 82 games. I totally understand it. Physically, it's too difficult. No team in the league does it. However, you can do it once or twice out of every seven games. And right now, they got way too many players in the bottom six who, if I quiz you and say, okay, what did this guy do? What did that guy do? Well, I don't know. I don't, did you notice him? No, I didn't notice him. Like, you're not noticing him for gross, glaring errors, okay? But you're not noticing him for anything that contributes to a victory or contributes to keep the momentum on their side, and that's a problem. First thing we need to do, overreact, right? Second thing we need to do, sacrificial lamb. We need to pick an oiler. We need to blame it all on him, whether it's his fault or not. Overreact, get him out of town. What are your thoughts, Gregor? Who's the sacrificial lamb? Who do we decide to railroad nah, out of town for this start? Nah, I'm not that guy. So no, no. Well, no hang I know it on who it is. I, I know who it is. Right now, it's the system. The system has become the sacrificial the lamb. Everybody's, system. Everybody's blaming the system. Oh, it's the system. The system. The system. What number is he wearing? Sucks. Well, you know what? You know what's crazy about the system? It's so powerful that you don't even know. They, people just say this. Well, what's this? I don't know what the system is. It's like a write-off right now for most people. They write it off? They're just saying it. The they're system. Just... It's the system's fault. Who? The system. Well, what's the system doing? I don't know, but it's not doing anything. So, Whoever's yeah, in charge the of the system right now is the sacrificial out. lab. Yep. Yes. I'm with you. So it's, uh, um, there you go. Hey, Gregor, 20 years ago, the Oilers were playing well, lost to Montreal in that classic, and then went to tank and missed the playoffs. Hopefully this year will be the reverse from Barry. Hey, Barry's pause of Friday. There you go. You never know. You never know. The Now, that happened in late November, uh, 2003, 2004. And uh, outside of 2006, that was like a 15-year stretch of not a lot of fun for older fans. Um, this team, I do think, is more competitive. But they got to start playing. T- they, the last, I would say, 
well, definitely the last game and a half. Like the first period against Minnesota wasn't bad. But then in the second period, Minnesota just started to take over and then they dominated the second half and then they crushed them in the third period. And then New York, I thought from start to finish, was the better team last night. Um, I'm very, like, I'm old school. This is an outdoor game. You want to get some emotion, get some energy. You're playing your rivals that you hate. They're just as pissed off as you. Like, somebody should be like, let's drop the mitts or get some energy in the first two minutes of the game. Honestly, and it can't be, and it can't just be Evander Kane, right? Like somebody else, Adam Ernie, I don't care, Derek Ryan, pick a little, you know, uh, a bantam weight on the other team, right? Ryan McLeod, lay a hit. No, Connor Brown, Dylan Holloway, do something because something's got to give for this team, right? Something has to happen. There, there's got to be some sort of reason to get the crowd into the game early other than just a goal. Like a goal is great. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, that'd be priority number one. But they're hard to come by right now. So there's got to be enough players who will do something else. And we'll see. Uh, we'll see, man. If it, like, you know, you, you can't wait for uh, for McDavid to come back. I, I don't know if he's going to play, honestly. I, I would say it, it's a lower chance and higher chance that he plays on Sunday because there's an extra four days until doubt. Now, I can tell you this. He skated. He really wants to play. Like, this is a special moment, Right. It uh, probably be the only time in his career, for sure, that he could play a, a home game in the outdoor. Because you don't know, like, if he resigns in Edmonton, you know, like even whoa, if it's whoa, just whoa, a, whoa. a Matthews deal, that's that's four years, so that's only six years, right? They're not going to have another one in Edmonton in six years. So then, where does if he goes somewhere else in seven years? Well, you don't know if that team's going to have one. So this might be the only time he gets a home outdoor game. So I get why he wants to play in it, but I also understand the doctors and McDavid rationalize and say, okay, yeah, as much as I want to play in it, I'm not rushing back. And then aggravating it and be on it longer. So it is a, you know, it's a tough one. I think he's close, but I would probably lean to him not playing. If he does play, that'll add a lot of energy into the building. There's no question, but uh, there's got to be more than McDavid because remember, they were one, four, and one with him in the lineup. There's lots more players who need to do more. It can't just be wait till 97 returns. On behalf of myself and the doctors taking care of me, Gregor, could we not look at scenarios where Connor McDavid is leaving town? That'd be fantastic. Why do we even need to think about it? Well, hey, I'm just saying it's a possibility. And like, I think he's, I think him and Drysaddle will resign <sighs> when their current contracts are done. But I don't think it'll be a seven or eight year deal. I think it'll be more like Austin Matthews, and I think that's going to become the new trend. And I don't think fans should be scared of that. No, at all. But I don't want puts, to sit here thinking about scenarios where Connor's playing outdoor game somewhere else. Puts onus on your team to be better when you have your star players. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. 420 in the Gregor Show and Sports 1440. A lot of texts coming in at 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. Uh, we'll get to uh, lots of those and more. We also have uh, Craig Button coming up next. We return on Positive Friday, and I know it's a little difficult to order fans. For you to be positive right now, it's been a tough start. A one, five, and one. Uh, been a while since orders have been uh, this bad out of the gate. But, hey, they've had stretches like this, though. Before, where they won two out of 15 games and then went to the conference final. It just happens to have that it's at the worst possible time because it's the start of the year, and that's all you know for this season. And you're just like, oh, my goodness, this is how the season's going to be. It's going to be terrible. So I understand it. I totally understand it. And eventually, you got to start winning. You can't say, well, it's only six games. It's only seven. Well, then next thing you know, it's only 12. And then, oh, now it's only 20. Well, you know what? Uh, at this point, the order is just to get back to 500, which is they were after 20 games last year will be an accomplishment, right? So think about that. They have 13 games left. And because they have a tie, then we're going to argue that they're going to have two if they're going to be at 500, or I guess even above, uh, so they could be 10, 8, and 1. 
Well, if that's the case, they have to go nine and three. No, my math's terrible. One, five, and one. They have to go nine and four. All right? So not ideal. Or nine, three, and one potentially. So uh, either way, they're going to have to get on a roll here just to get to 500. Like you dig yourself a hole. It just takes you a long time to crawl out of the hole. That's a challenge. As we go around the NHL now, brought to you by McDonald's and uh, baby, it's back. Monopoly, uh, your chance with more chances to play. You can peel on your pack, on your favorite uh, cheeseburger, fries, milkshake, and then you can peel on the app. All the rules are at mickdpromotion.ca. As we welcome in Craig Button from uh, TSN. Uh, Butts, how you doing, my man? I am doing really well. I am doing a lot better than the fans in uh, Edmonton and the fans in Calgary. No. That is un- there is not nobody that could argue with that. Yeah, no, it is not. Uh, it is not being an ideal an ideal start for either team. They're booed off, uh, and really, if if I look at the last games for both teams, like the Edmonton Orders, they didn't put up much of a fight against the New York Rangers. Stuart Skinner was the best order on the ice by a mile uh, in that game. And, you know, to me, that's always concerning for a team, Craig. Uh, Edmonton has more talent than the record shows, but right now they're not working remotely close to their talent. And, you know, it's it's up and down the lineup for different times. But I want to start in the bottom six because the order's bottom six has goose eggs across the line. They got like two donut lines right now, which is which is not ideal when you're putting up uh, goose eggs, donuts across the board. And I said at the start of the year, my one challenge about the orders was I felt like you got too much of the same guys in your bottom six, right? Like there's nobody who's overly physical. You know, there's nobody who's an ass. There's nobody who's even going to start a scrum. And to me, you need somebody to at least step out of their comfort zone and do something to try to at least change the momentum in your favor. Do you not? Yeah, I agree with you. And, and listen, if you got the two donut lines, the only time that's going to resonate with anybody is if Tim Hortons is behind it. And uh, right now, <laughs> the, 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 the Oilers the, the Oilers look like they are the Oilers look like they are uh, a team of of uh, Timbits. And and let's just rewind to your comment about about where they were. So last year they go through this stretch, right down the stretch. They get at home. They play pretty well. Pretty good record, right? Then they lose in the playoffs. They did one thing in the off season. One thing. They signed Connor Brown. That's all they did. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they're the Stanley Cup favorites. I was never buying them in the summer. I'm still I wasn't buying them at the beginning of the year, and I certainly ain't buying them now. Because if you think you're gonna compete against the best teams in the NHL with that forward group, you are nuts. And that's and that's with ninety seven and twenty nine who are the two best players on the planet, in my opinion. And it's not a two it's not a two player team. So good luck. And I have no idea how people could look at this team. Really, I'm being serious here. Not that they're not a good team. Not that they're not better than their record. I'm not saying that. But Stanley Cup favorite, they added Connor Brown. You would have thought they they added, like, you know, Yarmar Yager or, you know, some Sidney Crosby in his, in his heyday. And, and I'm not trying to knock on Connor Brown. Connor Brown is a bottom-of-the-lineup player. That's what he is right now. And – this Oilers team, like you talked about getting booed off the ice, that's what happened to Calgary. This Oilers team, you know, you don't want to dig in and work. Oh, boy, you're not going to win. That's the bottom line. We are freaking out up here. What would you suggest Oilers fans do at this point? 
Well, I, 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 I don't know. If, uh, Oilers fans are, are, are great fans. Uh, I, I've watched it for years. And all those years that nobody, whether, whether the Oilers were awful, they were selling out Rexall. They sold out uh, the new building. I mean, they're great fans. When you get booed off the ice in Edmonton, like there's only one place. The, player, the, the, the fans have done what they needed to do. They let the players know that they are none too happy. So this is 100% on the players now. This is 100% on the players to look themselves in the mirror and going, our effort is something we can control. We hit a post, we get a bad break against us. Those are things, that, but our effort, our competitive spirit, that is what we control. And that's what they better bring in their next game. And the fans have spoken and they've spoken loudly and clearly. And if that isn't enough for the players, then then we'll talk about what do what do the, what does the management do? But the fans have spoken, and I don't think right now uh, they need to do anything more. Uh, it's up to the Oilers to go and show a much much better account of themselves. When at being a former GM, Craig, uh, when do you think the general manager? Because the reality is in today's salary cap era, it's not like there's massive moves. Any moves got to be money in money out but even if you look at the farm system it's like it's not like they got an agitator that they could call up to try to inject some life I guess you could call up Raphael Lavoie or Lane Peterson but I'm not sure that's going to make much of a difference you know what I mean like that so at what point can the GM even shake up the team if he wants to okay so yeah so now so now we're looking to the GM right okay I you know you know Kenny last year I mean he made a pretty good trade under similar circumstances to acquire uh, Matthias Eckholm that, that, I mean those are the things that managers have to try to accomplish like okay what can we do how can we change the uh, the composition of our team what's available and and how do I make it happen I mean Kenny's no stranger to this Kenny knows uh, you know what the what the challenges are but he also knows that you know, anything worth achieving is going to take some hard work. But, you know, you asked me that question, like, I want to see my team functioning at, at, at least at a, at a level of competitive spirit that gives me a proper uh, opportunity to evaluate the team. I, I can sit back here and I can talk about what I don't think they have. But when your team isn't, isn't anywhere near performing to its ability and it's not performing at, at, at a work rate that's acceptable – it's, it's hard for a manager to just say, okay, I'm going to snap my fingers. I'm going to do, because you can't send players down to your point. I and mean, you're playing with 11 and seven because of the salary cap. I mean, th- that tells you right there the challenges, but the team, I think has to, if I'm the manager, it's, it, it's like, Hey, listen, you're way better than this. You, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta play better than this. You gotta give a better effort. That's where I would be at. That would be the initial steps. Obviously, Managers are looking to improve their team all the time and exploring where there might be that op- where, where there where there might be realistic options. But all in all, I mean, I think that if you're evaluating your team, you want to see it at least performing at a level near what you think its capability is. And I don't think the orders are anywhere near that. Craig Button from uh, TSN joins. Craig, what about the Flames? What's uh, what's the issue in Calgary? Uh, we see it now. Zadorov, good for him. He's come out two games and, and said stuff to get the fans on his side. But at some point, you got to do something on the ice. What's uh, what's lacking in Cowtown right now? No, the same thing that we're seeing in Edmonton. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's a lack of effort. It's a lack of like competitive spirit. I mean, like I, I listened to Rhett Warner the other day, and I thought Rhett nailed it. He said, "Oh, 
all. Last year you had Daryl and you didn't have a captain and, you know, you know, we had all kinds of issues and probably needed a captain. Well, now you have a captain, you don't have Daryl. Well, what's your excuse now? And, and Nikita Zadorov's the one stepping up? Oh, and I'm not here to slag on Michael Backlund, but Michael Backlund was the right guy. Right guy. Oh, yeah, he was the right leader. And you got Mackenzie Weger speaking. You got uh, Nikita Zadorov speaking truth. Like, at, at the end of it all, I mean, every single one of those players in, 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 on the Calgary team has to, has to say it, it, it hasn't even been close to good enough. It has, I mean, Mackenzie Weger said after the game versus St. The St. Louis, he goes, they broke us. They broke us? If that isn't an indictment about your spirit and what you haven't done, I don't know what is. And so go trade this guy. Go trade that guy. Go, go have some big locker room speech. The players, I mean, Nazem Kadri has been beyond bad. I mean, it, Nazem Kadri looks like a, a player that has no care in the world about trying to help the team win. And, and, and you know, you, you, is there other things going on that might be – I mean, he should be flat-out embarrassed by his play. Jonathan Huberto last night? Oh, my God. Jonathan Huberto? Jonathan, like, like if that's what you're going to do, like, oh, wow. And you talked about Craig Conroy as a new GM. So I, I, I'll be honest with you, Jason. If I was Ryan Huska and I watched the first two periods of Kadri and Huberto, they would have sat right on the bench and not moved off of it. They would, they would have sat right there and not moved. And I know you're, oh, yeah, 10 forwards, 9 forwards. I don't care. I would have sent a message to everybody that this is not going to be tolerated. Not going to be tolerated. And I think Ryan missed a chance. Craig, you look at uh, some other teams. Uh, well, we've got some struggling around the NHL, specifically here in Alberta. You have a few teams. Now, it's early that are that are off to very good starts. And, and I wonder you know, how many of them uh, you think is sustainable. The Detroit Red Wings, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, either one of those. Even the Canadians are 4-2-1. Of those three teams, um, who do you like the best to sustain it? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I mean, they're all, they were all non-playoff teams last year. You know, I think Steve Eisenman in Detroit, he's brought in more skill. There's some experience that he's brought in the, the previous year. And, you know, obviously when you trade for DeBrincat and add that skill, it, it ups. I mean, I, I think that Detroit's a, 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 a pretty good, solid team. I think Derek Lalonde, if people don't know, he's a, he, he's a real sharp coach. The Flyers are playing hard. They, you know, I was talking to Brian Boucher yesterday, and Brian said, you know, they, they have this infusion of young players. Morgan Frost has been a healthy scratch after the first two games. And, 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 and we go back to Calgary, right? John Tortorella says, oh, yeah, Morgan, see ya. But Danny Breer is going to support it. And Keith Jones is going to support it. You got Bobby Brink playing. You got Tyson Forster playing. They got an energy in their lineup. They got some, they got some enthusiasm. And, and I like that from the Flyers. And I like that from the uh, Detroit Red Wings. And Montreal, I don't think is going to be able to sustain it. And again, they're playing with spirit. They fall behind in the game. They keep fighting back and showing their, showing their medal. But I, I don't think that the Montreal Canadiens are a playoff team. Uh, I don't think the Flyers are a, are, are a playoff team. I think Detroit might be a playoff team. And, you know, you look at the East. I, I see the East as, as a lot more wide open than it ever has been. You know, you got you got drop-offs in certain cities. You got 
uh, you got teams that, you know, still have some holes. But I, I would say Detroit, if you ask me who could sustain, I'm talking trying to sustain play to challenge for a playoff spot. I, I don't think Montreal has a chance. I think Philadelphia will be in the fight. But I think Detroit has the best chance to, to, to be in that conversation. Yeah, it. you know, I look, uh, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights, the greatest start ever by defending Stanley Cup champion at uh, at 7-0, and and that could probably easily be uh, 8-0 with their, their next opponent. Uh, the Avs are great. The Boston Bruins are playing very well. I'll say this, the New York Rangers last night, Craig, like as bad as the orders looked, the New York Rangers look great, right? Like they didn't give up very much. You, you look at their, their goaltending's being solid. Um, you know, they've, they're getting contributions. Their power play is elite right now. Like, uh, you know, they could have easily had a few more goals. They definitely created, uh, lots and lots of chances. Um, is there a team like the Carolina Hurricanes? Now, their, their, their goals against is ridiculous for them at 35 through eight games. Mind blowing for them. And eventually it'll come down, but, uh, like they get Svechnikov back tonight. Um, but he's coming off ACL and, you know, it's hit or miss. Some guys, they come back and for two months, they're not the same player, right? Like they're just not. They're healthy enough to play, but they're not the same guy. I'm, I'm kind of curious about the Hurricanes, uh, specifically their goaltending and what they might do because I look at them as a team that's been competitive, but also hasn't done a whole, like they obviously brought in Orloff, which is good, but they haven't really done much offensively to improve, which is always seems to be their downfall come playoff time. Yeah, you know they they seem to struggle scoring when it gets to the it gets to the harder games, so to speak. And you know, they're I I think the goaltending, and to your point, will improve. I I think they're a very good team, and certainly a team that'll be in the playoffs. But do they have enough to be taken seriously as a contender? And my answer to that is no. But at the same time, and I, I'm going to go back. I I don't know who I would put in the serious Stanley Cup contender category in the East. I, I really don't know. I'm not buying Toronto with that blue line. I don't care that they're five and two. I, I don't know who I would put in that spot in the East that would that, that I could say, geez, that team looks really I mean, the Devils have, have stumbled a little bit. The Rangers played great against Calgary on Tuesday night, too. They followed that up two games uh back to back in Alberta. But I, I can't really sit down here, Jason, and say that team looks like, oh boy, they could have the edge over everybody else. Carolina is going to be in the mix. Certainly Toronto is going to be in the mix. The Rangers will be in the mix. I think New Jersey will be in the mix. But I just named three teams. Boston is going to be there too. But I just named three teams from the Metropolitan. <laughs> and it's like only one of them's coming out of there, and I'm not sure who it is. And, you know, I, and I still think the wagons in the West are in Denver and uh, Las Vegas. They, they, they separated themselves this early in the season. Greg, uh, great job. We have a lot of people, uh, uh texting, uh, wondering, do you, did you purposely choose your shirt to match your wall when you came on the show today? <laughs> but it's a great question. You know, I, I painted this wall, I don't know how many years ago. I had an orange rug. Uh, I'm just going to show you this, Jason. I do want to show you this, like, just so I'm not lying. Uh, there will be a new paint job oh, on here. I oh. picked out some colors. Okay, yeah. These are the colors I'm going. No, these are the colors I'm going, going with. It'll gray. be kind of a lighter shade. Okay. Because the orange just isn't doing it. No, it just I isn't do. doing it. So I get it. All you viewers, uh, I recognize it and I appreciate the nudge. <laughs> <laughs> great, great stuff. Are you coming down to the? Uh, are you coming down on Sunday for the game? Uh, no, I got to go to uh, Las Vegas and do uh, Montreal Canadiens broadcast oh, okay, uh, nice. on Monday. I'm in Phoenix on two on next Thursday, 
And I might have an opportunity to take in a World Series game on either Tuesday or Wednesday. So, Opera, you better uh, do be it. Determined, but, yeah, uh, you better do it, man. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm trying to can. It just depends on what night. So it looks like I'll have that opportunity. Oh, you can count on I mean, it's flat out luck and fluke that I'm going to be there. So um, take advantage. Yeah, 100%, man. That'll be awesome. Awesome. Love it. Thanks, Craig. We'll talk about that next Friday. Yeah, we will. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Sunday. You betcha. That is uh, Craig Button from uh, T. Yes, and uh, I got a good sense of humor. And the viewers on uh, Orders Nation uh, yeah, and people texting on, on the show. Hey, what's up with Butt's shirt? It's matching as well. It's like you could barely see him. Uh, someone actually, Declan's like, I didn't think Craig had a shirt on for a second. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's not going, uh, he's not going, t- it's, it's not summertime yet. It's not shirts off time just yet. I felt a little bit better when he was making fun of Calgary and saying how bad Huberdo was. That made me feel a little bit better about myself. There's no. only maybe one thing as Oilers fans we can do right now. So you're saying misery, crap lo- on Calgary. misery loves company? Is that always. what you're saying? There's always Calgary to crap on. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, we'll come back. We have uh, five questions. Uh, we'll also get to uh, help your neighbor. Actually, you know what? They're going to do help your neighbor right now. It's positive Friday cons, and we're just going to do random caller. Caller number... Well, actually, I won't say the caller yet because I'll tell you what you can win. For Help Your Neighbor, courtesy of Legacy Heating and Cooling, they are going to supply a brand new high-efficiency furnace. Now, it's not going to be for you. You're going to win a prize. You're going to be the Echo Smart B. You're also going to get a pair of order seats, lower bowl, orders attack twice uh, when they in December on a Friday when they take on Minnesota. It's a great night. It's going to be a great game. Be, be fun. But the big prize when you, if your name, we call your name, you win your prize, which is the nominator prize. But then you are going to be able to gift a brand new high efficiency furnace to someone in your inner circle, a neighbor, family member who doesn't live with you. Can't be your spouse. You can't gift it to yourself. Okay. okay. Oh, I'm giving it to Kathy. Who's Kathy? She's my wife. No, that's not how it works. Okay. It's somebody outside of your house. They have to own their own home and they have to live within a hundred kilometer of uh, Edmonton. All right. We'll do it right now. 833-401-1440. We're going to do caller number five. 833-401-1440. Good luck. We are back on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Jason Gregor, Wanya Gretz, Connor Halley with you and uh, help your neighbor. Uh, we do it every day. And then we'll have the draw on November 20th, where uh, somebody is going to win uh, tickets to the orders game. They get their own Echo B smart system for their own home. And then they will gift somebody a brand new high efficiency furnace. Now it comes with a thermostat. It comes with all the permits, inspection fees. They'll also get rid of your existing furnace, take it away for you. They'll install the new one. It's amazing from legacy heating and cooling. Uh, the only thing is the person that you gift it to has to own their home. Because we don't want to put in a rental unit and then the person moves out in a year. That's no good. They own their own home and they have to reside uh, within 100 kilometers of the Edmonton area. Of course, you can live in Edmonton, but then 100 kilometers outside. Either way. Can I keep my old furnace as a memento or do they have to take it away to remember all the good times? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're not. So, oh, yes. So that would Condition be, of the contest? Yeah, No, no. If you want to keep it in your backyard, well, you can't win anyway, so it doesn't matter. On the backyard. I want to keep it in the front hu- front of the house. I want everyone to come in and they'll say, look at that. 12 good years of a furnace 12, right there. 12. You know, fr- Jeez, what kind of rich guy are you that only does it every 12 years? Most people, you got to last at least 20. A furnace will last 20 years. Good one, yeah. 
I don't know enough about furnace maintenance, clearly. Well, there you go. Going well, through one every should. six months. It should, yeah. Well, yeah. Two a year, that's how I was raised, Gregor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why not? One furnace in the spring, one in the fall. Let's get to uh, Tasso, who was uh, caller number five. Tasso, how are you? Very well, thanks. Yourself? Hey, I'm excellent, man. Uh, it's a positive Friday for you. You have qualified. You're in the draw, which will happen on the 20th of November. Uh, before we get to the furnace, if you could have one thing done to help the orders win, what would be your one thing to change? Oh, boy. Uh, getting Connor back as soon as possible. Oh, okay. There. That's, that's not a bad one. Not a bad one at all. So... Uh, We'll see. Uh, McDavid, I know he skated a few times. Uh, will he take a twirl tomorrow on the outdoor rink? Ooh, we shall see. Dun, dun, dun. Well, Tasso, uh, more importantly, uh, you are in. Do you know anyone uh, off the top of your head that uh, you could gift a new furnace to? Oh, for sure. My my brother Demetrius and his wife Jennifer, they're, they're in the process of renovating a home right now, so... They could definitely use one. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. Nice. Well, stay on the line. Connor will get your info. Oh, and you also, just for qualifying, you you get one of the exclusive Sports 1440 hats. So uh, stay on the line. Oh. Connor will get all your info. There you go. Nice. It is, uh, it's that easy. All right. So uh, I think Connor uh, will get all his info. And uh, we will get to uh, five questions now brought to you by The Brick. And you know what's going on right now? This is the big one. The president's sale. Like on straight to the very top. Furniture, mattresses, appliances, electronics, 65% off sofas right now. 50% off on mattresses, but only until the 30th. Only until Monday. So get in now with the brick and the brick.com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, guys, question number one on this Positive Friday. Can you give something for Oilers fans to be happy and or optimistic about going into the Heritage Classic? If you're an Oilers fan right now and you're going into the Heritage Classic, you need to ask yourself, have you been hit by a car in the last 24 hours? If the answer is no, that's something to be positive about. Uh, Yeah, there you go. I would say... The play of Stuart Skinner last night showed to me that he's coming around. I thought he was quite good last night. Question number two. Just because I've, you know, seen this floating around on social media, it could be toxic. On a scale of one to ten, how hot is the seat for Oilers coach Jay Woodcroft right now? Like a one. Let's be real. <laughs> the season started. He had the second most wins. Like, God. Talking about firing the coach after seven games? Lunacy. It's our God-given right. Overreacting, it's in the water. So how hot is he? Like a one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's a problem right now. That could have been your happy point. No worries about the coaching. Not staff. a worry in the world. <laughs> Question number three: uh, For those heading to the Heritage Classic, the weather's not going to be too bad. Nothing like two thousand and three. But uh, what's the advice for those guys and ladies to stay warm out there? I would recommend you bring two boots filled with piping hot soup. And if you fill them up before you leave, you'll have warm feet until the soup cools, and then you'll have a ready snack. I will... Honestly, it's not going to be that cold. Like, can we stop talking? Like, it's minus two people. Like, oh my goodness, we live in Alberta, for God's sakes. Like, what kind of... You know, I get why I had to tell Frank Saravalli, who's never really been here, maybe what you have to wear. But if you're an Edmontonian, you're an Albertan, and you don't know how to dress, I can't help you, right? It's like telling the orders they have to work harder. This is a no-brainer. 
You should know how to dress to go to the Heritage Classic. Like, the order should know how to show up for a game. Question number four. Who's winning the World Series? How many games? Oof. I'm going to go with the D-backs. It's a great story. Low payroll, high effort. You'll love to see it. Yeah, you know what? I don't... Like, I was really rooting for the Rangers to beat Houston. And I like both the Phillies and D-backs. Like, I don't have anything against Texas or Arizona here in this one. So, but you know what? I'll go I'll go with uh, the D-backs. Nice. It's kind of like an underdog story. Sure. Which means the Rangers are probably going to win, but I'll go with the D-backs. And final question, hypothetical for you on this Friday. Let's say you put on a Halloween costume and you instantly become that person. What costume are you putting on? I'm going to put me on a Coach Woodcroft costume and get a scapegoat off this lineup I can blame everything on and go into the Halloween break blaming somebody. That's a really good question. Whose life would I... Like, do I have to be them forever or just for like a day? Nope, forever. Oh, good. Um, Just a day. Oh, if it was a day, that's totally different. I respect that you like yourself so much you wouldn't trade. Well, I like my life. It's not so much I like myself. I like my life. So, you know, because if all of us now I don't have my I don't have my wife and son anymore, well, that's no good. That's true. Right? So um, if it was for a day. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey. I would say... I want to be Steph Curry for a day. Just to be able to drain threes all over the court like it's no big deal. You know, I make a shoe. You know, I could probably design a new shoe in a day. In a day? You think you get it done in Steph Curry? Probably. He probably has lots of ideas. You probably have lots of ideas. He probably has lots of people working for him. Just go, hey, guys, let's do this now. So add a new shoe to the line, right? And I would call it the Gregor. Nice. Because they would know that I wasn't Steph Curry. And people would and then it would come back and then it'd be a shoe. So that's what I'd want. Connor, what about you? Superman. Ooh. Costume that's out there, mm-hmm. easy to find, and then I can fly for a day and t- take bullets. So yeah, I'd probably go Superman. Fly for a day, that would be fun. Yeah. Where would you fly? Everywhere. I, I 
I mean, how fast can Superman fly? Well, he's pretty fast. Pretty fast. Like, he's faster than a speeding bullet. So, yeah, I'll probably go mm. everywhere. Yeah. Tokyo. Ooh. Australia. See the world. Yeah. Hey, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be like Ken Reed. You wouldn't be missing your plane. So, that would be great. Just <laughs> exactly. flying anywhere. Yeah. That would be fun. You, you wouldn't be late. So. It's uh, very interesting. Uh, some of the responses coming in. Guys, I'd want to be the rock just to be that strong, that happy. It's not bad. He's a big dude. Yeah. <laughs> eats a lot too, though. You got like, he's put it out there like how much he eats. You're just like, what? Some of those Sunday photos he puts on Instagram where he's eating like 30 pancakes simultaneously. What? Yeah. That is crazy, man. Gregor, would you do it on a game day to be Steph Curry? Well, yeah, 100%. I yeah. want to play in a game. How does this contest work, though? Would you go like one for 40 shooting because you're actually Jason Greger and not Steph Curry? Well, no, I think I get to I get to have all his powers for a day. Oh, yeah. You Would you have all his memories? I don't care about that. I just, want, I, don't want to, I just want to... I want to remember it that I was Steph Curry. I don't want him to remember it. Who cares about his memories? Well, I remember, I'm still myself. I remember Steph would, Curry's would, login for I his bank account. I going in. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't want to steal. Now I'm a thief. I don't want to be a thief. You're Steph Curry. I, You're giving yourself money. No, but I, I, yeah, but I want to be able to just have like rain threes for a game, man. Ugh, be so fun. Maybe I could be Wemby. And I'd also go in, though, and just I would dunk once because Steph doesn't really dunk very often. But What's gotten into dunk. Steph Curry, the announcer would say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got Steph. them Gregors on. Why is he's he, dunking. Why is he dunking? Ah, I just wanted, after the game, I'd say, I just wanted people to show I could still do it. That's all I'd say. Got these Gregor shoes on oh. and getting some hops in. Yeah, yeah. That would be classic. Really good. Let's get to a uh, quick sports 1440 update with uh, Connor Halley. We got uh, Spec LT uh, coming up. Uh, also, we uh, will do the draw. Somebody's going to the game on Sunday and to the brew house on Saturday, the ice house to be specific. Be a lot of fun. We'll do that right after Connor Halley. Sports 1440 update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. If you need a great tractor, compact BX tractor right now, 0% financing for 84 months. Shop online, edmontonkubota.com, or go see them in person north of the Yellowhead on 156th Street. 